Hello, what's up? Welcome to another episode of The Wannabe Entrepreneur, the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. My name is Tiago. I am an indie hacker or indie maker, and I have bootstrapped my own company. It's called PodSqueeze. I've done it with a co-founder. His name is João. And by the way, today is his birthday, so happy birthday, João. <laughs> I even gave him the day off. Right, because I'm such a great uh, co-founder. Yeah, it's now 4:30 a.m. It's quite late, and is the day before, I guess, what I would consider my break for Christmas. I still have a lot of things to buy, and tomorrow is Friday, and then. There's Saturday and Sunday is Christmas. And I'm just wrapping up things. There's so much to do. I'm just wrapping it up, you know, instead of being wrapping <laughs> wrapping Christmas gifts. I'm wrapping up, I don't know, tasks. Tasks. A lot of tasks. Man, entrepreneurship is hard. It's really hard. Joe and I have been struggling with a plateau, which is basically stagnation. Stagnation on pot squeeze. It's a bit weird. It's a weird stagnation because people love the product and we have you know, new customers almost every day. But at the same time, there's also a lot of churn. That kind of... Uh, balances each other out. It seems that there's like this weird invisible line that doesn't allow us to cross. We try everything. Everything. We try building new features and betting on SEO and social media. Actually, we haven't tried a lot of social media, to be honest. But we have done a lot. And there are a few things that are working out. SEO is working out really good. Uh, we are growing every day. We get more clicks from Google. And we still have our cold email strategy. And our product is getting better. And we talk with all, our, all of our users and everything. But for some reason, we cannot cross that barrier. It's so odd. It's really odd. And there's multiple theories. Jean says that once we get to this barrier, to this plateau, it's really hard to break it. In his entrepreneurship life, he had multiple businesses that reached this level and he was never able to find a solution to cross this plateau. To be honest myself, I've never even reached this far. So it's a first for me. In one hand, it feels hard to believe that we already reached a plateau, that we reached the maximum of our capacity. Because, I mean, we are two smart guys and the company is not even one year old. Why? Uh, I think there's like probably a lot to grow. So, one thing that I try to do is to talk. I try to talk with a lot of other entrepreneurs. People with more experience. And first of all, I started realizing that 
what we have here is something really amazing. Even though it might not look like at first glance now because we are too close to it and there's a lot of frustration. A lot of people say that what we have achieved is amazing. We have achieved 150 ARR with really good profitability margins. Higher than 70%, which apparently is not common. And once we start comparing our numbers, like our churn that we think it's too high, actually across a lot of other AI tools, it's normal, around 10%. So recently I had a chat. I had a chat with an entrepreneur, a seasoned entrepreneur, an investor here in Portugal. And he invests in small companies. He doesn't care about the VC, big unicorn companies. He cares about the little guy with one idea. He wants to help them. So I thought, okay, that's kind of us, right? We are bootstrapped. Let's have a chat. Let's just network. And these kind of chats, they might seem a little bit weird because there's no goal, right? I didn't want to sell PodSqueeze. I didn't want to ask for money. Uh, I guess I wanted to ask for advice, but... I didn't even have a lot of things specifically. I had a few questions that I wrote down, but I just wanted to chat, network, to get to know him and for him to get to know me. So we hopped in a call and we described. We said what was going on with PodSqueeze. And he said, oh yeah, everyone gets to that at some point. That's called a plateau. And every growth curve Every startup, no matter how big, if it's VC or not, it will hit this plateau. I don't know if you have seen this very famous video about marketing and the power of like um, communities, but it's really famous. So you just go on YouTube and just put marketing dance or something. So there's one guy in a festival and he's dancing all by himself some kind of really uncoordinated, crazy dance. And he's doing that for a few minutes, and people look at him and think that he's crazy. And then, out of the sudden, this other weird dude joins him and also starts dancing. And suddenly, there's two of them. They keep dancing for a little bit, and then another one joins. Now there are three. And it's funny because the more people join, the faster others want to join. At some point, there's the whole crowd running towards the dance floor because they want to be part of it. They want to be part of this flesh mob of sorts. And the song is about to finish. So it's really cool because you first see that it takes a while to grow and then it grows super fast. People just run because they want to be part of that dance movement. And then... It kind of reaches its whole capacity and it stops growing again. It does this S-curve. It's an S-curve that is actually quite common, not only in startups, but in a lot of other things. For instance, now with the coronavirus pandemic, you can also witness a S-curve. It took a while to take off, then it started growing really, really fast, and then we kind of gained control over the virus and it plateaued. These things happen with a lot of things in life, even with growing muscle. When you're bodybuilding, for instance, 
at first is hard, then you are able to grow a lot of muscle really fast, and then you reach your limit. It's, it seems that it's some kind of law that controls life. And what this investor told me is that there is the, um, the kind of bell of product adaptation. So you have that um, normal um, Gaussian curve, right? I guess you know, the, the bell it looks like a bell. And at first you have your innovators. These are the, the users that are willing to basically try your product, even if it's full of bugs. They will basically investigate everything and, and stay in line with you until you fix them. They have infinite patience. And we definitely met a lot of those, especially in the beginning, because we had so many bugs, but people were so curious and they really wanted to try our tool. So they would stay in line with us for a long time until we fixed it. After the innovators come the early adopters. Early adopters are the ones that are eager to test new technology. Yeah, they want to solve their problem, that's for sure, but they don't care if it's not fully, fully fixed or if there are a few bugs or if they, if there's a struggle to use the product, they will do it. And then there's a gap. There's a gap between the early adopters and the mainstreamers or the early majority. Yeah, this gap, sometimes people can just simply not cross it. And a lot of startups die there. You just reach the plateau in your early adopters and you never take to the, uh, the early mainstream, the early majority. And by the way, if you continue, then you have the late majority and then you have the laggers, which are the ones that they really don't want to use your product, but because everyone else, the industry is using it, they, they need to. Now, the way you market, the way you do marketing changes. It really changes for each one of these groups. The innovators is kind of easy. You just go on forums like Reddit or you go on Product Hunt or something like this. And yeah, they will just adopt it. They will use it. If it's a good product and if it's solving their problem somehow, they will use it. Then the early adopters are kind of a similar strategy. You might need to convince them a little bit, but it's a similar strategy. You can use techniques like the ones we used, like cold emailing or, um, I guess, SEO. We noticed that cold emailing for us, for PodSquiz, worked really well. We just added to send an email and say, hey, here's PodSquiz, this is what it does. Are you interested? And most of them would say yes. But now it's not working. It's not working anymore. We reached this plateau and we believe, based on this conversation with this investor, that it's because we are dangerously, dangerously close to the gap, the gap between the early adopters and the early majority. Oh boy, it's not a great place to be because it feels really frustrating, especially being a bootstrapped company. How can we have the momentum to do the jump? So continuing with the strategy of marketing, the way you actually do marketing and target this early majority is more about word of mouth. You need these early innovators, these early adopters. You need them a lot. They will need to speak about your product like it's theirs. 
they need to be passionate about it. They need to really, really wear the T-shirt and, and basically speak and shout to the world about it. That's the only way. Because the big difference, I assume, is that the number of times someone needs or your user or potential user needs to listen about your product until they start actually using it. Innovators, they only need once, let's say. Early adopters, they need it twice. But early majority maybe needs five times. So you need to find ways. Need to find ways so that that early majority person will listen to you five times. And of course, they will need to listen from their friends. They will need to listen from social media and maybe from, I don't know, a cold email. You need to mix everything together. That works really well when you have a lot of money because you can just use money to solve the problem. You can do ads. You can invest in influencers. But we don't have a lot of money. That's not how we do it. We are a bootstrapped company. So we have reached this point where we just don't know what to do. How are we going to get everyone speaking about pot squeeze? Sure, there are a few strategies, uh, and as bootstrappers, we try to find the growth hacks, the ways that will kind of lead us to success without spending a lot of money. One is SEO, something that we have been really investing, and it's growing, as I told you. The other one is YouTube, because this YouTube is kind of SEO for videos. So we started to create some videos about PodSqueeze, about the features, about what we deliver, and we're trying to see if it works. But that's it. We have no other ideas. Sure, we can try to go viral, right? I think that's a, something that we would work for us as bootstrappers. If we are able to go viral with a few videos, maybe that will be enough. That momentum will be enough to jump the cliff to the early majority, but... How can we control that? Virality, virality, by vi vi virality. Yeah, I think that's it. It's really hard. It's really hard to get. And I don't think Joe and I are great people for that. I mean, I am more extrovert. Joe is not. But still, I'm not very good with like doing videos and doing this crazy stuff that will get people's attention. It's not my style. So one way is try to hire someone to help us doing that. But yeah, that might cost a lot of money. Or I don't know, we just need to be creative. So the advice that this investor told us was kind of a little bit less exciting to what I was expecting. I don't know. I was kind of expecting they will be, he would be like, yeah, just take my money because that startup is amazing. And we'll be like, ah, I really don't want your money because I'm bootstrapped. But like, no, but you need to because you're amazing. But actually what he said was quite the opposite. He said like, guys, don't boot, don't uh, VC, don't raise money. There's no point. You have such a good thing going on. Just keep bootstrapping. Why not just starting some other project? You can reduce the time that you invest on PodSqueeze and you start something else. And you do it slowly. First, you reduce from 80-20, right? 80% PodSqueeze, 20% new project, and then 50-50. And then eventually, as everything is automated, you can slowly move 100% or 90% to the new project. And PodSqueeze will just keep slowly growing or slowly dying, which is also fine because you are making money in between. Yeah, that's a good strategy. That's true. And maybe that's the bootstrapper, bootstrapper way. Maybe that's the best way to do it. We'll just get other products, 
if we get other products and we'll eventually let pot squeeze die. But part of me doesn't want to do that. And maybe this is the part of me that is wrong. Part of me with my ego wants to fucking rock the world. I want to show everyone that bootstrapping a company can really work and we can get to millions. I don't know if John feels the same. To be honest, I don't know how I feel because I also want to be rational. I want to make good decisions and not uh, kind of live in this utopia where I think that we can just simply succeed in a highly competitive market. Yeah, and with that, I'm overworking. I work a lot, not going to lie, because I love it, because I want to jump this gap, because the results are not showing. So I keep working. And that's something that also frustrates me because I don't want to work so much. I want to also relax and do other things in my life. Yeah, that's kind of how we are finishing the year, isn't it? But it was a good year. It was a really good year. Next week, I'll still do another episode, right? The last episode of 2023. And I think in general, it was really positive, right? But yeah, it's a bit weird to finish such a great year in a not-so-positive note. In the other hand, I have money now. Not a lot, but enough, you know, and that's really good. I can pay my bills. I am a true entrepreneur. Does it mean that I will change the wannabe entrepreneur name? No, <laughs> no, because there's so much to learn. Yes, there's so much to learn as being an entrepreneur and growing as an entrepreneur as as a person oh man it's just starting it's completely just starting so yeah i just want to wish you a merry christmas and just be with your family enjoy it eat some nice food and maybe try to stop to speak to think about entrepreneurship for a little bit i know it's hard but sometimes you just need to disconnect. This was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you next time and Merry Christmas.